As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Rob Bros. What's up, bros? We are here with our good friend, Chris Bassett. He made the drive from Potomac up to see us. He's actually at my house in my living room. So, Chris, what's up, man? How was the drive? Drive was good. I mean, it's, it's a short little uh, jaunt. Yep. Yo, you're in Philly. Is this, is you John. say you call it John, John. anything, right? Sure, John. Pretty much, yeah. John, John you know, we're here. Oh, it was good. It was good. Nice. Well, glad to have you here. Um, Happy to be here. Your post-reunion. So post reunion, is that man. relieving? It is. I mean, this, this season, obviously, like, obviously I went through a lot this season, never expected me to be the center of attention for, for a majority of the season, obviously not the whole season, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, what's really weird is, is as the husbands on the show, like we expect to get some shit, right? I mean, somebody's always in the mix for whatever, but. When it's untrue, it's it's hurtful, it's damaging, and we don't have the platform that these women do, right? Nobody's booking Chris right. to go on whatever podcast or interview, right? Bravo and NBC Universal, they have PR. They're promoting their show. They're promoting the women because it's it's housewives, right? Yeah. It's housewives. And that's cool. And you get a lot of people, uh, it's housewives, it's not house husbands. Yeah. And that's cool. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. And, and I said this at the reunion, Ray said it at the reunion, Eddie said it at the reunion. We are here to support our wives. If you don't want to hear from us, don't talk about us, right? And, and so for me to be able to go to the reunion, and Andy, Andy literally gave me the floor. He was like, you know, when the husbands come out, he was like, Chris, I'm going to give you the floor. Do you want to talk? Or do you want me to ask questions? Or, or what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. And I was like, <laughs> just start with a question and we'll go from there. Yeah, because you know it's going to snowball into something of, else. Of course. Yeah. I mean, that's how this works, right? But he literally asked me one question and then it just all started coming out. And I got to express how I felt. And I, and I told Andy, I told the people from Truly, everybody who was there was like, listen, I don't care how this gets chopped up and show, oh, no, no, we're going to show it up. And sure. I believe that they will, as they have done all season, and I am grateful for that. But I was like, it doesn't matter which part, because I probably spoke for seven to ten minutes, just getting everything out. And it progressively, the emotion was coming with it. Because, I mean, that's a lot to go through. Um, but I was like, I don't care what you show. Like, I feel good. The people that needed to hear what I had to say, and, and I, I, they could hear it, see it, and feel it in that moment. So I got it all out, mm -hmm. and I feel good about it. Um, so it was good. It was a good experience. And no matter what they show, I'm, I'm happy at the end of it. So yeah, you say your piece. Yeah, yeah. and and take it or leave it. It is what it is. Um, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we kind of saw it coming, and we talked to you back in December. You were on our holiday party, mm -hmm. and and one of the questions that we had was. How does the editing really come into play? And, and at that point in time, we hadn't seen the editing come in to kind of protect you like it did a little bit later right, in the season. Right, yeah. But we did see early in the season 
they made it look like you and your wife were arguing in front of this doctor. And you're like, no, the fucking doctor was in, the, in a different room. Yeah. Like, no. And and we, looking back on that, I mean, Steele and I have the, the luxury of talking to our wives, my fiance. And they notice things that well, we intuitive. don't. Necessarily. Oh, my God. And so, it's so funny because, like, I like to watch with this. And not to get way off track immediately. I like to watch the subtitles on because I, like, a lot of times you'll hear somebody talking over somebody else. And you're like, what did she say? But you see that. Yeah. My fiance gets so mad because she's like, I want to see their makeup. You got the subtitles and it's popping up over this girl's eyelashes and I really like them. And I'm like, I, I need to know what the hell's going on. I need to know what they're saying. We're doing a podcast here. Yeah. I need all the details. I'm watching game film. This is Monday morning quarterback. There you go. And I. Like, exactly. We watch this shit Monday, Tuesday. And it's really funny, but she noticed something and she kind of spun it. And she's like, did you notice the way... Like later, yeah, they saved Chris, but in the beginning, they made it look like him and Candace were like arguing about this and that and whatever, and then it rolls right into Karen's spring party, and then all that shit starts popping off, and then the Giselle shit starts popping off, and it's like they spun it to make it look bad, but then they protected you, thank God, because they really don't yeah, protect people. Yeah, I know, people. dude. And yeah. it, I'm just very thankful that they had that, where they're like, oh. Chris isn't looking, Chris isn't looking, like here's Cookie Monster over here, Chris isn't, which by the way... Your wife, I mean, her clapbacks and just her fucking insults. Dude, I don't know where she's so she, funny. Like, where does that even how do you, what? And you don't even know where they're coming from. That's no. great. But it, when when that happens, like because we love her clapbacks. Like she's unmatched in the entire housewives realm for mm -hmm. like coming back at people. I would agree. When she hears some of the clapbacks, like watching it back, is she like, ooh, that was a little too mean? Because some of them are like we love it. We want her to yeah. be near. Oh, yeah. But yeah. like, I don't know if, if I was the one to say that to be like, yeah. That was yeah. Crazy. So, so, <laughs> you know, this season after season five, like I kind of cut back on watching the shows as they play back. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I lived it. I already know what it is, but obviously we need to know because we don't know what other people film and what they say. We don't know what they say in their confessionals. And when you go to the reunion, you need to have all the ammunition that you can get. Mm -hmm. Right. And so she forces me to watch some of it, but yeah, there's times she's like, I don't even know where that came from. Like I was just, cause <laughs> you know, like I've had the, the opportunity and the pleasure of doing a few confessionals and there's alcohol there, right? They want oh, you yeah. to be loose. That's that's how they get. The I always goods wondered stuff. if they're actually drinking or if those are mocktails. I mean, I can only speak for myself and Candace. We drink. Yeah. We, we we enjoy it and we have a good time. Um, for me, I, I've said this several times. I don't like the cameras. I'm. Mm -hmm. This was never my world. I'm a restaurant guy. Let me just do my thing over here. It's difficult for me to just create conversation out of nothing right because that's what the show is it's it's we're filming conversations and i the very first scene we ever filmed um it was supposed to be like i'm getting home from work which is true a lot of people think it's scripted we have zero scripts i have never been handed a script or been told what to say mm -hmm. i just want to put that out there i know there's conspiracy uh, have it scripted now people may get together and hey we're gonna do this and whatever that's on them I can say with 100% certainty that Candace and I, everything you get from us is real, live, and in person. Um, but we were filming like what it is when I get home from work. And they're like, okay, well, Candace is going to be here, blah, blah, blah. You come in. Well, I don't come in the front door. I come in through the ground. Well, we've got our video village set up down there, whatever. You got to come in this way. Like, okay, fine. So I come in and we start this scene. And it's just like, it's not real. It's not comfortable. And 
it's very dull. Yeah. And it's not working. And 20 minutes into it, the producer comes up. He's like, guys, I know this is your first scene, but this is not what we saw in interview tapes. This is, it's stale. It doesn't feel, I was like, well, because this is not how it would be. Yeah. I would do this and she would be here and this would be, I was like, then do that. I was like, okay, hold on. Three quick shots. <laughs> they were like, bang, bang, bang. Go outside, come back in. And we, we run it again, and I pour a drink when I get home. She's in the spot where she would normally be. And we went for three hours uninterrupted. Nice. Just straight wow. filming because now I'm loose. I, like, I've, I don't care about the cameras anymore. I've had mm-hmm. a drink. I'm like, and, and that's where that whole like season, what, we're on season seven, right? Yeah. 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 So the whole season six, oh, Chris is an alcoholic. He drinks a lot. That's been since season three, our first season. I need a drink. Just to get ready for the camera because yeah. I don't talk a lot. Listen, I I stopped and met cousin Hank and I had two drinks with him. I went to my friend's house and I had a drink. And now I'm good. So I can mm-hmm. talk to you guys and be free and we can have some fun because otherwise I might be really stiff and like, hi, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like that's just my personality. I'm I'm very reserved and I like to have a good time. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how we got into this mess this season because i'm the guy who just wants to have a good time make i mean you know hospitality it's make sure everybody's enjoying themselves that's all i try to do and now it's been turned against me and the season sucked from that aspect yeah yeah we would because obviously we've been talking back and forth pretty much the majority of the season but i would legit there'd be days where i would like check in i'd be like yo dude how you doing? Yeah, like, yeah. And, and that is appreciated. <laughs> I tell you what, that that really means a lot. It goes a long way. I mean, I don't know if other Bravo liberties or whatever feel that, but I, I've been honest. I'm an emotional person. I'm a Pisces. I'm a water sign. I'm very fluid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, like, it's really, it's, I don't know. It's it's an experience that I don't know how to really explain because. Like we live it during filming, sure. Then it airs, and everybody else is watching it, mm-hmm. so they have their comments and their thoughts on everything. And now you've got to relive it. And now I feel like sometimes, do I have to defend myself? And then they're like, "Oh my god, why are you dragging this out? Why is a husband in women's business? No, it's not women's business. This is this is my life. Yeah, this is my life. And that when I see that, when I see, uh, call me Christina, call me you know Patricia, as they do with Peter. Whatever, I get it. It's a show about women, mm-hmm. totally. But again, if you don't want to hear about me, don't talk about me. Yeah, leave you. Let out me of just it. Yeah. let me just be like, hey, I'm here to make you some food. Would you like dinner? Yeah, because I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, totally it, cool with that. It is pretty brutal, and it, and it's weird that people get so up in arms about with your show specifically, the husbands getting involved and shit. Because there's so many other shows out there, like Jersey. They have full episodes with all the husbands out on a fucking boat. Right. For six hours drinking and like playing with fake like plastic dicks, but then you pop yeah, in and you're just like talking to somebody at the bar and they're like, "I hate this storyline, like get out of here." But you're okay with Jersey. You're okay with you know Mauricio and PK out in Beverly Hills like having a bromance. That's cool. But we never really get like you're the only one who did a confessional this year, by the way. For we the never last two years. Yeah, we never got Eddie. We don't get. I mean, I can't imagine Ray and and G. I would love a Ray confessional. A Ray confessional would be great. I don't know. I just like raise his own guy. I feel like he probably just doesn't want to get into it. And you're just like, fuck it. Like, I don't care. I'm here with my wife. I'm just going to hang out, have a couple of drinks and we'll just talk about what's going on here. I mean, that's, 
that's who we are. Yeah. We just, I don't know. It's 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 great because, like my previous two relationships, I've never felt so comfortable in a relationship, and a lot of it was self reflection after after my divorce. But mm-hmm. you know, you gotta realize like, oh, maybe it's not just the woman. You know, there's some things that I have to fix too. And when you can in retrospect right self-analyze and and get to a point and i mean we understand each other and we don't always get along i mean find me a marriage where everything is 100 perfect all the time and i'll tell you they don't love each other yeah it's it's not real um and we just like to have a good time but we're both emotional people and we have are very strong in our beliefs and if we butt heads we butt heads but we know and you know Whatever it's on me, it's usually much quicker than her, but we're going to be okay because yeah. we talk about everything, everything. And even – so she knew that I was in Giselle's dressing room. Mm-hmm. She knew that I had DM'd, replied to a story on social media about Ashley. It's she, a very important distinction, by the way. It It, it is. Yeah. Like DMing is, is personal message out of your way. Replying to a story is just like, oh shit, like you're here. Like you should have let me know. Boom. I, done I, over I, with. And, what and you I think said, you're friends too. Like Candace has known Ashley for how many years? You know Ashley. Like you think that you're safe just being like, oh yeah, you were at this bar. Like you should have let me know. Like you could have popped in. I would have set you up with a table, whatever the fuck you, you were going to do. And it, real story it just on that? spins. Absolutely. Yeah. We, yeah. Do. we really, really do. So, so a lot of people are really like, Ashley isn't friends with Candace. Why would you do that? Blah, 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 blah. Flashback season six, Chesapeake. After the, the uh, dinner incident, right? Where mm-hmm. Ashley and I are having a conversation. Candace kind of butts into the conversation and I kind of get upset with Candace and then I leave. Mm-hmm. That night, we go back to the house. Everybody else has gone to bed. It's Candace, Ashley, Karen, and myself. Sitting there, drinking, hanging out, no cameras, just us, real talk. And Ashley, she says something to me that kind of resonates in the sense that, like, it's like, Chris, it's a show, you know, while, you know, we're being real and everything, like, some stuff, obviously, it's exaggerated in the moment or whatever, but just let it go. Let Candace be her own person. And I took that to heart, and I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm seeing Ashley as a real person in this moment. I'm hearing what you're saying. Got it. And so I let I start to let things go. Then we get to, <clears throat> we get to the reunion. After the reunion, Ashley, uh, I think she might have had one or two friends there. Candace, myself, Candace's entire glam team, Wendy, Eddie, and Wendy's entire glam team. We all go out to a bar. We're getting drunk. We're hanging out, having a good time. Shut the bar down. Move on. That's the end of the season. Candace and Ashley go to um, New York Fashion Week. They're at a Telfar party. They hang out, have a great time. So I'm thinking everything is like friendly and we're moving past all of this. And then we get to season six. There are seven rather. Season seven at the Spring Fling. And every single housewife, Karen, Giselle, Robin, Sharice, Wendy, Mia, all come up to me at that party and they all say, oh, I hear you got a new job or congratulations. Oh, you're at this place. Everybody knew that I was at that hotel. Mm-hmm. There was a conversation. I don't know if they're going to show it at the reunion because I mentioned it uh, at the reunion, but 
I know for a fact it was Robin, Sharice, and Giselle. I thought Ashley was there. She says that she wasn't. That could be true. Again, I don't remember, but they were all saying, oh, yeah, we used to go up there and party all the time, blah, blah, blah. And I said, come by anytime. Like, mm-hmm. I'm there, whatever. And so, yeah, I'm on. I'm off of work. I'm at home waiting for Candace to land because it was Grammy weekend again. And I'm waiting for her to land in Vegas. And that's when I see it and I respond. And she was like, oh, I didn't know that you worked there. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, and so we're at the reunion. I'm like, so was it the text message? Because that was past tense. Like, I didn't say, come now. Yeah. This was past tense. Or was it the time? She's like, well, it was the time. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Because on November 11th, I did the same thing where I commented on one of your stories where you're dancing with your corona and your baby. And you responded at 3 in the morning. Yeah. So it's selective. It's and she was like, well, well, it was the context. Oh, it was the context. You thought I wanted to sleep with you at a hotel. At- that you work at. That's yeah. the thing that we were talking about on the like- podcast. We're like, why the fuck would he invite you to his place of business to conduct himself like that? Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. I wanted, yeah. I wanted to get fired. So I could have yeah. a storyline. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah, there you yeah go. exactly. Yeah. You wanted to take over the Housewives of Potomac. It's, man. Like it's cr- and it's just it's so hard because Candace and I like are genuine people like we want like if you're cool we're cool mm-hmm. and Ashley has these moments where off camera her and Candace like they could legit be really really good friends yeah they have so much in common like you see glimpses of it on the show mm-hmm. you do yeah, and yeah. then it's. You know, everyone wants to say it's Candace's mouth. And yeah, she has a mouth, and I called her out at the reunion too. But there are certain things that people do that it's like, oh, you wrote a statement here. Oh, well, you did this here. Oh, well, now I had you over at my house, but now you're saying that my husband is trying to sleep with you. It's like, yeah. why do you continue to do that? And it's frustrating. And we get pissed off at Ashley all the time just mm-hmm. because she, we think that she plays it up for the cameras. She tries to push the storyline, tries to make shit up so that it looks a lot cooler. So this all checks out. Like off cameras, it sounds like she is cool and fun and great. Amazing off camera. Yeah. And then on camera, it's like, oh, I've got a role to play here. I've got, this just happens. This is, this timing is coincidental. This works for me in a storyline. Let me just play this up and see you, how it you goes. You see her face like, like come on. Up. Like, she literally lights up when she's got some shit to talk. And it's like, you watch it just play out. Smiling in yeah. the moment. Yeah. Exactly. She just has this, like, shit-eating grin on her face. And then she goes from one group of ladies that just said, do not share this information. Don't tell anybody. And she's like, and she walks right over. <laughs> and she's like, I can't say anything, guys. It's about you. I but, can't talk about yeah. it. And they're like, well. But if you guess really well, then I'll tell you. Yeah. And then they don't guess ever. And then she's like, well, actually, it's this. And it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, and look, to an extent, I get it. In the sense, nobody wants to watch a show where everyone is happy and getting along all the yeah. time. Right? That's not that fun. Sense. That's like, uh, sweet. Uh, you have great friendships. Awesome. But have some discretion. Like, mm. be smart. Be smarter. Like, you, you know what you're doing, but, like, there are ways to go about it. And Absolutely. some of them just, yeah. these aren't it. You're failing miserably. And, and it's, it's frustrating when, so, I don't know if I can say it or not, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, about two, maybe three weeks into filming, the ladies, they all had a call where production was like, guys, 
we need more. Personal story is not there. Like we're having a heart. We need more. And that's when you started to get the, oh, Chris was inviting me to a hotel. Well, there's a Twitter thread going on right now where it shows four of them. And I think it's Ashley, Giselle, Robin, and Karen. And they're saying, maybe Karen doesn't have anything to do with it. But the three of them were definitely thinking of something. And there was a source coming out of there saying, this is what we're going to do this year. This is the storyline we're going to go after. Giselle comes in and she goes, well, you know, I I had that that hotel room situation with Chris. Ashley goes, I got a DM from Chris, you know, a couple of weeks ago. There's something here. Let's just, we'll see what happens. And it's like, that's so fucked up because it's like... for you as like a husband in this role, you're now learning. You're like, shit, like everything I say, somebody's going to use it against me. Yeah. I just need to like shut my mouth or just like not say anything. But then you're like, what the fuck? Like I'm not being myself. So then it sucks and you're it just stuck. Because I do want to be authentic and genuine mm-hmm. and my real self. Now I will say, and this is, this is my fucking problem right here. Is I'm too goddamn nice because I'm going to defend the ladies right now in the sense that, yes, the four of them did meet up and have whatever conversations that they had. Do I think that that was the conversation? I don't. Only because that meetup happened before Karen's spring fling. Mm Mm-hmm. And the spring fling that night was the night that I DM'd Ashley. Okay. So they right. couldn't, you couldn't make that story without that. The DM. Okay. Yeah. And, um, the, and the timeline's now, always did, skewed right. on this. So, now, yeah. did, they, did they have a conversation after that? I'm sure. Listen, we've seen it in, in different franchises, right? Where there's, you know, the group thread and then there's the, the, the secret yeah. thread the right shadow government yeah so like, so do the ogs have a secret or is there a thread with giselle robin and ashley i wouldn't put it past i'm sure I, there is i think they're definitely right i'm sure thread. there is and that's okay it's okay to have that no one's saying that you cannot have that um i'm sure that and they do and did it develop after that i do 100 percent believe yeah they had to have been in cahoots at some point yeah absolutely because tactical and, and i can sit here and i say look if i never would have sent that message to ashley thinking that we're on friendly terms and it's like oh man we were literally just talking about this six hours ago mm-hmm. if i never send that does this storyline happen maybe it does maybe it doesn't who knows yeah probably but, not but i mean so yeah sure I sent the message. I've got to accept some responsibility, right? But I don't know. It's tough. And even so, we saw the preview for for you know the finale, and I'm sitting there, and it looks like I'm yelling at Candace. I was actually yelling at Ashley, and I literally said "fuck you." But the type of person that I am, after you see me go back into the hallway, and Candace and I are talking, once cameras were down. I felt bad. And I went over to Ashley, who was standing at the bar with Robin. I was like, Ashley, I'm upset with everything that you said, but I'm going to apologize for saying fuck you. So I'm sorry for that. That's nice of you. I don't know if I would have. I, I don't think I would have. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's who I am as a person. And that's mm-hmm. why it's so hurtful for me and why I had such a hard time this season. Because that's just who I am. I just want everybody to get along and have a good time. And like I said, the reunion, Giselle tried to say that I went to her room to complain about Candace. And you'll hear, hopefully they show it at the reunion. But what I said was, 
you all cannot continue fighting. Nobody wants to watch that shit. It's boring. Like, I get it. You got to have some drama here and there, but there's got to be some sisterhood. There's got to be some fun in this show. Yeah. So, Giselle, I'm inviting you and Robin over to the house. I'm going to cook, and the three of you are going to sit there and figure your shit out Mm -hmm. and how to move forward from this because I did not like the flip-flop from season five reunion to season six reunion and your stance of physical violence and saying, oh, well, if Mia would hit you, I'd have been okay with that, and your mouth this and your mouth that, but meanwhile, your mouth is doing this. Mm -hmm. It's a wild ride. It's a roller coaster, and and being an emotional person, like, it's tough. Like, I feel everything, and my end goal for all of this is I just want everybody to get along and have a good time. Yeah. I mean, that's what's fun, right? Well, that's what we call, like, we talk about it because we've been into Miami. Like, we actually like Miami. It's been a pretty great season. And I they're think a wild, big part man. of it, Love they're it. crazy. But a big part of the enjoyment, I think, is, like, you see them having fun together. And then you see the shit. Like, you see them blow up eventually, but they give you this reprieve where it's like, oh, see, they are friends on some level. They can at least go out and be cordial and, like, have a good time, whatever. And then when they blow up, you're like, all right, I want to see them blow up a little bit. But when it's constantly just fight, and then another fight, and then another fight, and then clearly the shit they're throwing out there is not real. Like, they're clearly trying to grab a storyline. It gets stale really quick. It can get stale, like, in two episodes. There's always the one episode buffer where you're like, ah, it's just an off episode. You get two bad ones in a row, you're like, what the fuck? Are just going to, like, scream at each other? Like, keep throwing Chris under the bus? Like, what are we doing? Like, it just doesn't, it never clicks that way. Yeah, it's, it's. I don't, I mean, you know, people like to call Giselle a, a ghost producer and, and maybe she does, maybe she doesn't. I'm not into all of that. I don't know. But like, if, if that's your role, if that's who you want to be, you've got to realize that there's got to be resolution. Like mm-hmm. everybody wants resolution. Yeah. At some point, it doesn't have to be full on resolution. Like, oh my God, I love you. I'm so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. But there's got to be a medium there's got to be a common ground where you can be like you know what i don't necessarily agree but i understand where you're coming from right and we can move on and things are cool and so a lot of people are asking well all this stuff went down why is giselle and why is ashley at this finale that is candace's event because in mexico they actually we saw the conversation with ashley and candace but Candace and Giselle actually got to a better place as well. And so after the episode where I got upset with Ray in the moment, which didn't actually get brought up at the reunion, but whatever, it doesn't matter because I like Ray and Ray's cool. And I, it was a moment thing, not a yeah. issue thing. Um, I, I told production, I was like, listen, I don't want to film anymore. And I stepped away, and you didn't see me until like last week, right? Yeah. Last week's episode, I was five, six episodes. You didn't yeah. see me at all. Um, I just didn't want to be involved in it. I just didn't like where it was going. And then I show up at this event, and here it is again. But it was just like, ugh, why does this continue to happen? Like it's there's. There's just no resolution. Yeah. And it's Or there is and they don't show it. That's the like you just said like Candace and Giselle got into a better place. We didn't see that. We didn't get to see them 
go out at the end of Mexico. Like when Candace came back and you guys were sitting there and having, she was having a mimosa, you would work later. You guys are talking about it and she's like, you know what? Like that last night, like I got pretty fucked up. Like next thing I knew I was in the shower. And you're like, well, that's pretty fucking impressive. But it looks like they had a really fun night. Why don't we well, see And that? we saw like two pictures. And well, we're like, because... yo, we need to see them have fun because it makes it more fun for us. And then organically, we want to see them fight because we're like, ah, shit, we just got to, got back to a good place. Now they're fighting again. Well, like, so Giselle Fuck. wasn't there for that. Okay. Um, Vagina bumping. <laughs> yeah, the, we heard all about the vagina bumping. Right. Like I... She was really trying. Giselle was pushing that phrase. And I'm like, all right, Giselle, please. Yeah. Stop. Man. She was the one that was and saying this that. Is, yeah. This is the part where I have discretion. And, and at, all of us hear rumors about everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. And I could drop 12 of them right now about Giselle. But I don't know that they're true or not. And quite honestly, I don't give a shit. And so I'm not going to. But Giselle wasn't there for that. Right? That was just the four of those ladies. But... Another thing that people have to remember is that the camera guys, right, the production crew, mm-hmm. their union, they 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 have hours that they can work, okay. and that's that. And and imagine, like especially on these cash trips, they bring in extra film crew so they can film for as long as possible. Mm. Yeah, but there's always an end. Mm-hmm. And after you've been filming and you're on for so long, I guess it's time to let loose. Yeah. And so a lot of this stuff sense. happens afterwards. And some of the girls, you know, they'll get their cameras out and they'll take pictures. Yeah, we'll see like the phone video. Yeah. It. Right. And, and you get some of that. But that's the problem. And this is what I think is going to be the detriment of, of this franchise as a whole. Not Potomac, but Housewives in general. And, and I'll be honest. I think it started with season five of Potomac. Mm-hmm. It just went. There was the fight, right? That. No one wants to talk about it anymore, but it set it off and it put Potomac on a map and everybody has been trying to one up ever since, I feel, in all the franchises. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. That's a really good, because that was the first time you saw, quote unquote, contact when Monique threw the glass. Right. Yep. I mean, we've seen glasses being smashed right. and we've seen, flipped. right. That was, that was the first but, time it was like physical yeah. between two people. Physical. And then when it was broken up, it was like. I'm going to find, I'm going to get and, and it continued afterwards. Right. And, and social media went nuts over it. Yeah. And I think every franchise has tried to find that moment where they can, we want to be on that level. We want to be on that level. We've and, seen it. We've honestly seen it in almost every franchise. There's these moments where they try to make it this big iconic, like, holy shit. And it falls flat. Yeah. And, 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 the, and again, this is what I think is the detriment of this show. We've gotten away from just being real. And it's who can create the moment mm-hmm. and, and you're forcing it and you can tell mm-hmm. and it's not real anymore. And it's kind of sad. Like I, I'll be honest. I don't five years. I don't see housewives anymore. Wow. That, that's my honest Old opinion. prediction. You heard it here first. That's Sometimes my we honest forget opinion. that we have the camera over there. Yeah, so I always right. forget that it's there. We gesture. Yeah. Look, hey. I mean, I think that's why we're getting these these ultimate girls trips and mm-hmm. you know ex wives clubs. Something that's gonna stick, and that's like you know with Southern Hospitality that came out, and it's kind of a almost a rebrand of VPR, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Like it's similar to Vanderpump in its setup and everything. We actually really enjoy that one. Yeah. But you can tell that but because it's different than Housewives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're trying to throw shit against the wall to see what's going to stick. Mm-hmm. And we've actually discussed like these next batch of shows that are coming out. Like they're important 
to the the network as a whole. Like yeah. they need to find something that's gonna hold on because this stuff is starting to fade. And you can see in comments online, you can see the fans talking about they're like, this is getting old. This shtick is tired. Yep. This is also tired. Like, what the fuck is going on? Why are we doing this? Why are we pushing all this shit instead yeah. of we want to see the lives of these women. Like that's why we watch the show is to like see behind the scenes of these lavish lifestyles. You don't exactly. have to force feed us shit. Yeah, we don't want this like manufactured drama Correct. constantly. That's just because right. we can sniff it out too. And look, we're not that smart, especially when it comes to watching Bravo. <laughs> like we miss a lot of shit. Like we're, yeah, look, I mean, we're dudes yeah, that watch football. Like, it. and we played yeah. football. So yeah. we probably have CTE. We don't remember shit. Who knows? I was a per- catcher for, yeah. 15 years I took too many foul balls off my head exactly. there's no telling you can only imagine yeah. it's brutal but like we watch it and yeah. we see things and we're like that's bullshit that's gotta be fake and then you see people online and they're like this is bullshit it has to be fake Bravo has to be tapped into to like the Twitter world or to just social media in general Andy specifically just be like alright this isn't working like, we gotta well, figure I mean, something they, they out they do have focus groups yeah right but I, I'm I'm on the same side as you like how long can you continue down the mm-hmm. same path? Like people are going to get tired. Can, they do, and and they are. Mm-hmm. They really are. And I think we've seen it a lot with our show this year. Um, I don't know. Like I said, this season was hard for me, but the online support was amazing. I didn't expect that. Like coming into in the our season, comment thread when we posted about um, when all this stuff came out, and we were both like, "This is ridiculous. What the yeah. fuck is going on?" You had hundreds of supporters like Chris, oh, yeah. we got your back. Chris, like this is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. Like everybody, 99.9% of the comments yeah. were in support and the yeah. other ones were just about something different. Nobody said like, oh, this guy's a scumbag or like anything yeah. like that. I mean, yeah, there's the few and far between, which which was great because it, it did provide some sense of relief for me. Mm-hmm. But But going into the season, I was very anxious. And I said this at the reunion, you know, my ex-wife and my mother, both victims of sexual abuse as as children. And, and so I know what makes people uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to be, like, I'm not the expert, but, like, uh, someone who is, has been victimized, right, in a sexual abuse sense, um, you you learn how to navigate situations and, and what can be triggering and what cannot. Yeah. And, and then, again, being in the restaurant industry, which is, known to be rampant for for sexual assault sexual harassment whatever mm-hmm. right and i said like i've been through more sexual harassment uh trainings and and whatever than i care to admit but this is the industry that i'm in and you have to you know protect yourself and whatnot and like i can So, just oh, here we go. Listen, oh, wow. Here we go. We I wasn't going to say. Hold on, guys. Here I we wasn't going to say it, but I say this at the reunion. I know for a fact. I know. I said ninety nine percent sure that I did not say, Giselle. Can we go to your room? Mm-hmm. Growing up, I was never allowed. Like you know, you want to go hang out with your friends, right? Call them up on the phone because we don't have cell phones. You're dialing it up. Hey, what are you doing? I couldn't say to my friends, hey, can I come over? I had to be invited over. Mm-hmm. That's what my friends would, like my parents would say. No, don't ask if you can, they have to invite you, number one. Then, <coughs> excuse me, 
so that was number one. So that's one fact that I know I did not say, Giselle, let's go to your room and talk. What I said was, can we go somewhere and talk in private? Because we were going to be talking about the season and upcoming and how can we get through this. And production doesn't like us to talk off camera. Yeah. They, they want everything to be done. Eddie was also there. He heard. Candace's glam team, also there. They heard. But didn't want to bring them into it. And, but we talked about this at the reunion. And she can say whatever she wants to. But but this is the, like, uh, where we're at. And it's it's a he said, she said. And I don't want to be involved in he said, she said. And And I told Giselle at the reunion. I understand your feelings. And I I don't want to disrespect your feelings. You felt how you felt, and that's cool. Like I get it, I understand it. But what you also said was the optics of the situation. And I called her out and I said, listen, are these your actual feelings? Or are you worried about what someone else might say or think because they saw us in a room together? Good point. Yeah. And she said, uh, uh, well, it's both. Like I, I feel like this is how I feel, and I mean, okay, if you say so. But where do you guys stand now, like post reunion? <laughs> <laughs> so I will say that Giselle did apologize and say, "I'm sorry that I said the sneaky link comment." Mm -hmm. Okay. So she did apologize for that. And I accepted that apology. And that was that. Um, now I did, because I went on sort of a rant where I was like, you know, you've had your opportunities, and especially leading up to the reunion, the two weeks before, you did this whole press tour about how you have more to say, and there's more to the story, and blah, 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 blah. What's she gonna do? Put it on her Patreon, make you pay for the story? I mean, you oh, said it not Robin. We're gonna you said it not me. You said it not me. If they start but fucking doing this, like that we'll get to that in a minute. But she was like, No, I, I don't have anything else to say. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hold on to that. You're all what okay, whatever. But um, so again, I, I, I took that apology and I accepted that. But she never really said like I asked her point blank I was like this made you uncomfortable this is a situation that you know makes you uncomfortable so when we got to your hotel room right the dressing room and we went in there and your glam team wasn't in there and you said the only reason you said yes is because you thought your glam team was in there why didn't you say Chris my team's not here I don't feel comfortable let's do this later or can we talk why why didn't you say that? Until after the fact. Well, this was the answer. Nothing. She didn't have an answer. Oh, she that. didn't respond? Oh she did, she just didn't So what uh, I I should what <laughs> nothing. And and if you and that's I mean <laughs> that's the part that really gets like when we got there, if that was really how you felt, like, and I, I referenced, I said, listen, 
you've talked about my penis for four years in a row. Yeah, you, you mentioned <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. Every chance that you've got, you've mentioned it. And I have never said that that makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I would never expect you to apologize for that. But I'm telling you right now, I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. So I don't ever want to hear you talk about it again. Yeah. And she said, okay. And I said, okay. So in that same sense, this is a situation that you know that you don't like. You didn't say anything to me about it. But you want me to now apologize for it? And, and she couldn't get past it. I was like, listen, Giselle, I didn't do anything. She's like, yes, you did. I said, well, what did I do? You went in my room with me. Yes, I went in with you. I don't have a key to your room. I didn't open the fucking door, right? I didn't say, Giselle, go in the room and I'm coming in with you. You invited me in. And, and I'm a firm believer in no means no at any point in the conversation or the act or whatever. And when you said, hey, can you go check to see if they need me? And I left. So I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. This is a mutual thing. This was something we both agreed to and did. What do you want me to apologize for? Well, you put me in the position. She invited you to the room. Yeah. I didn't put you in the fucking position. Yeah. I asked and you said yes. And I, and I went with yes until you said go. And then you left. And then I went. So it's what am I apo- What do I have to apologize for? And apologizing, it it makes it seem, it kind of implicates you, right? Like, if you say, I'm sorry, it's saying that you did something wrong and, like, you didn't. So all you have to say and all you did say at the reunion was, if that's how you felt, I'm sorry. For, like, your feelings are your feelings. That's not for me to say, right? Which is the correct answer. And that's a good way to just, like, let's move on from this. But you can't pick and choose when that applies. And that's that's kind of what we saw the whole season with it. And I mean, from the beginning when this all started to come out and then as the season goes, the story changes like episode to episode, you start to hear different details. You're like, well, when he told it the first time, that's not what happened. Now the second time it paints Chris in a much different picture. Like that already is suspect and makes a lot of the viewers, the people that were watching were skeptical as shit. Cause it's like, where's this coming from? One, two, and this caught me by surprise because we don't break the fourth wall very often. But yeah. when Candace is like, this is the way we're going this year and like grabs the producer immediately, like, really, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what yeah. the hell? So we've already seen that. And then we see the story change multiple times. We see everyone like conniving behind closed doors. Then you see Robin, her ride or die, be like, no, 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 this isn't what happened. Like, I, th- there's no way that Chris did that. Like, she even comes to lunch with you guys to clear the air with all that shit. And yeah. it's like, which we thought was very genuine and appreciated. Right. Yeah. Cause and I was apprehensive. Like I, I didn't want to go to that lunch. Yeah. I, I initially did not want to, but they wanted us to do this and wanted us to do this and, and okay, fine. And that goes back to, to the finale, which I was touching on earlier. I had actually by the finale because Mexico, what we didn't see Candace and Giselle kind of like got to a good place. I said, okay, I, I'd be willing to talk, the three of us, not alone, obviously. Um, we just couldn't make it happen. And then if you go to that Watch What Happens Live episode, I think it was Giselle and Robin, where Giselle was like, he apologized because he was wrong. But I didn't apologize. 
I didn't, we just never got a chance to talk during the season. Mm-hmm. And I actually DM'd her. Let's be clear. I DM'd Giselle because I don't have her phone number. <laughs> Literally, Giselle Bryant DM. Yes. And I said, listen, if, if there was something that I did that truly made you feel uncomfortable, I will apologize. But what I don't appreciate is the way that you went about this, the words that you used, and the way that you described it. I'm very upset about this. You messaged her that. So I messaged her that. I have mm-hmm. it in my phone right here. And her response... Here, I'm gonna, I'll am i read the exact fucking message. Please do. Give it to the viewers. The exact message. Hey, I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to talk this season because I feel it was a conversation that needed to be had. And maybe sometime you, Candace, and I can have that conversation. If I truly made you feel uncomfortable... For that, I'm sorry, but I'll be honest. I've been very angry about how this was played out and some of the words that you have been used, and that is why I've been hesitant. I do want you to know that I respect you as a woman and would never do anything intentionally to make you feel any way. And this is at the finale, and so today was Candace's day, and I just wanted to celebrate her and not detract from her moment. It was nothing personal, because I did not acknowledge her at the finale. Mm -hmm. Her response. Apology appreciated. That's it. That's it. That's it. Damn. God damn. That's it. That's annoying. But like, like, I'm trying to extend the olive branch. I'm acknowledging your feelings. I don't agree with the way you went about it. But if there was something that I actually did, because you told Karen he needs to apologize for what he did to me, and I asked her point blank, "What did I do to you?" Yeah. She didn't have an answer. Zero. I mean, I get it. It doesn't seem like like Giselle specifically. I feel like she doesn't need the pine for a storyline. Like she's involved in pretty much everything. She doesn't. Well, that's her need... problem. She doesn't have a storyline. Exactly. Yeah. She's just kind of like spread across everybody else's storylines. Yeah. So she, I guess, thought that like maybe this could be her one thing. So now she's kind of pissed off that you're like being super nice about it, being like, "Look, I'm sorry. Like I really didn't realize it, but I don't like the way you're talking shit." And she's just like, apology accepted. And he didn't like, even say shit. She also didn't even say accepted. She said appreciated. Apology right. appreciated. It's important to hone in on right. words. Words matter. Words matter. They do. Unless, unless it's Candace. And they don't matter as much. Like, it's it's so weird. It's it's such. There's a lot of double yeah, standards. Yeah, there's a lot it, of double standards. Yep. It's crazy. And it well, is what it is. Then but. for like, you know, and we touched on it briefly earlier. And let's dive into this next bombshell that came out like we saw the episode when they're in mexico and karen starts talking about her lookalike that juan dixon is supposedly dating right and the first thing literally and i'm sitting watching with my wife dev and i was like dude are we just doing this again like is this the new thing we're just gonna keep throwing husbands under the bus little did i know and like we did talk about it because the phone call between the two of them i was like that was weird like the reaction from him was weird how she carried herself was kind of weird like that. Okay, there might be more to this. And then, fast forward, I didn't even see it. You messaged me, and you said, yo, can you believe this shit? And I was like, what, what happened? And then I clicked. I was like, oh, my God. She actually did know that he was cheating on her, and it was with a blonde. So, like, did she look like Karen? No, not really. But, <laughs> like, what the fuck for you... What's up, bros? 
couple of weeks ago, I wasn't feeling 100%. So what's the first thing I do? I go to Google. And what does Google tell me? It tells me I've got like three days to live. I'm sure you've all done it or gone down some terrible TikTok rabbit hole trying to figure out why your back hurts. And next thing you know, your back's going to fall off. Or what am I going to do? Ask Shooter for his medical advice? Like, But there are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet or Shooter. ZocDoc helps you find doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience that you want. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. When you're not feeling your best and just trying to hold it together, finding great care shouldn't take up all your energy. That's where ZocDoc comes in. Using their free app that millions of users rely on, you can find the right doctor that meets your needs and fits your schedule. Book an appointment with a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com bros and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash bros. ZocDoc.com slash bros. Back to where we left off. So after everything you went through this season, it then comes out that Robin actually did know about Juan stepping out on her. She actually did cheat on her last year, like right before they're getting married. So for you to like watch this go down and to hear the podcast and to hear that Giselle knew about this the whole entire time, like the entire time she's trying to throw you under the bus, paint you in this negative light, make you seem like a scumbag. Come to find out that Juan Dixon was actually stepping out, actually being a scumbag, and she was covering for him while trying to defame your character. Like, what goes through your mind when, when that came to light? Okay, so we all, as, as members of this platform, we all have things we don't want to come out, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I don't blame Robin for not wanting to share that uh, particular segment of her life, right? That That's fair. Um, and if we're being honest, I mean, Robin's received a ton of scrutiny for seven plus years about her relationship with Juan. And, you know, as, as someone who has an ex-wife and kids, and, and I'm sure you understand, right? You do what you have to do to make it work for the kids. Yep. And that that can be difficult at times, no matter what your relationship is. And and so not wanting to share, I don't blame Robin for not wanting to share. Um, Giselle knowing, I also understand, that's your friend. You don't want to put your friend on blast. I can respect that. But what I don't respect and what has been circling in my mind since this has come out. There's two things, but the most important being, did you make a big deal out of, I don't even want to say our situation, but the situation to deflect? I mean, that's that's a natural place for my mind to go. It's a natural place for Candace's mind to go. And it just makes the situation and the storyline and the plot that much more disgusting. Mm-hmm. It's like, 
I would like to believe that that wasn't the case. But it's a hard, it's a hard pill to swallow to say that wasn't the case, right? Yeah. Like like that it's very plausible and I just can't get past that this is what you were doing. Um objective third party, like we talked about it immediately after you pointed out what was going on to me. Um yeah, like in our opinion, or at least my opinion, like that's exactly what happened. It was 100% her to be like, look, I got you, girl. Like, I'm not going to let your shit come out. I'm going to throw some shit somewhere else and I'm going to fuck up his life because I don't want your life to get fucked up. But you want to keep this on the lowdown? Like, I got your back. That's what I think. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree with that. that that's kind of what it seemed like. And we can get into it a little bit further where she is now charging fans money to hear the full story. That's- it's like, part. yo, come on. Like, and this is and we had this discussion last night. We filmed the podcast. We were thinking, all right, like, how does Bravo feel about that though? Because we can watch this unfold on their show. That you get paid that for. That you get paid for, but it's not enough. You have to go charge people money to hear the quote unquote full story. Which, by the way, there's no way that's gonna be the full story. It's not gonna be true. You're gonna withhold a lot of it's information the dear regardless. Jen Shaw situation. Like, exactly. You're not yeah. The fucking story. It's not as bad, obviously, but but it is like it's infuriating to see because we went through this tired ass storyline throwing you under the bus. We went through a lot of tired ass storylines. Here's something that's real, legit that we could actually watch unfold and be like, "Fuck, that sucks." Like, how much did you know? Did you aid and abet this? Were you just actively trying to hide it? Who else knew? Who else was keeping it under wraps? Like, was Karen keeping it under wraps the whole time? And then struck like there was so much there that we could have seen. And yeah. you held it out, and now you're going to give us the full story, but at a price. Like, that's some bullshit. That's bullshit. Right, whether it's it. five cents, five dollars, or whatever they charge, right? Mm-hmm. You you are on a platform that pays you very good money. Like, I know the money that you make because I know what my wife makes. And yeah. you've been on the show longer, so I know your paycheck is bigger than my wife's. Yeah. So – you're on a platform that is paying you significant money to speak about your real life. Mm-hmm. And you withhold that information. And I get it. That's damning information. And you're trying to raise two young boys in a world that doesn't really appreciate black people. If we're going that route, right? In a sense, we can throw that in there. And it's a difficult road to navigate. And I fully respect that. I do. I, I don't have any qualms about withholding the information. Where the issue comes in is that you're on the platform that pays you to talk about your life, but you're not going to talk about your life, but then you're going to sell your life on another on platform. Yeah. That, that, to me, is disingenuous, and it doesn't represent the platform that we are supposed to represent. Right. right. And And then you think about that in the sense that, well, shit, you didn't want to divulge that information. Cool, we understand. Then but no in divulge. order to keep that information at bay, you created, or your friend created, or whoever, someone created a narrative that was like, look, we've got this information and this information and this information that is not really damaging, but we can at least create a story that we can fuck up somebody else's shit yeah. really, really good. 
And that's the part that gets me. And I so I sent out the tweet, and I'll be, the last couple of days, my my Twitter has been going pretty apeshit because of some of the tweets that I have made. But these are my real my real feelings about this. And and Candace said it best in in her tweet, like, what are we really doing? Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be reality TV, and we're supposed to be sharing ourselves and. There's a lot of times where, you know, I don't necessarily want to film. As a husband, I don't get paid for this. I'm here to support my wife. And yes, my wife makes a good amount of money doing this. But while it benefits our family, sure, I'm not always in the mood. I don't always want to do it. And and the production team, their favorite line is, well, we're just trying to make a TV show here. And, you know, the more you can be involved, the better it's going to be. And I buy into it. Like, yeah, I get it. But why are you forcing me to be a part of my wife's storyline when my wife has imp- – there were three – two different occasions that they had films up that cut, that didn't make it. Yeah. Her scripted show, like she has so much going on. You don't need me for my wife to have story. Yeah. And and she's very vocal on her own, as we all know. Like she'll create her own story for whatever. But Juan doesn't necessarily film. Like he does some stuff with Robin, and that's sure. cool. Yeah. And I'm okay being in, in that realm. That that's okay. I'm okay with that. Well, Giselle. What do you have? Nothing. Like, yes, we've seen your kids, and that's awesome. I think that's the realest Giselle ever is, is when we see her with her children. We comment frequently for all of her shortcomings, Giselle's a good mom. She's a a phenomenal mother, and I think that is the most vulnerable and real that we ever see Giselle is when she's with her kids. And that's amazing TV. It's great. We love those moments. Phenomenal. That's we see the vulnerability, we see the love, we see the interaction, and, and teenage daughters, I have one of my own, like, those are difficult roads to navigate. And that's great. People want to see that because what, what makes reality TV great for whatever storyline is out there? The normal person sitting at home who can be like, I relate to that situation. Yeah, I have one child that I don't have a a relationship with at all, right? He's going to be 21 in October. And it's a very difficult road. It's emotional for me. Um, I don't know how to get past that. Uh, I probably could have done more earlier, and I'm at a point now where I feel like I've lost him, and it's, it's heartbreaking for me. But I know that there are a lot of people out there who can relate to that story mm-hmm. and being able to hear and see somebody who struggles with it, who wants to to build and create a relationship and doesn't know how, but can still move on, right? Reality TV is about creating emotions and parallels with the audience that they can be like, you know what? I never would have thought to deal with that situation in that manner. And I see that and it enlightens them. It it makes them feel seen. 
whatever the the reason is, right? That that's what reality TV is supposed to be, not this made up bullshit about ABC and let's take down this person and take down that person. You're supposed to be creating alliances or or, or situations that people can relate to. Yeah. And and like I said, I didn't always do things the right way, and I blame a lot of my relationship with my oldest son or lack thereof. Some I put on his mother for sure, but if I'm being fully transparent, a lot of it falls on me also. Um, there are a lot of things I could have done differently, but at 23, 24, what, what do you really know then as an adult, right? Mm-hmm. Not a lot. And you can only do what you can, but you learn from your mistakes, and I am grateful for the relationship that I have with my two youngest children um, to be able to learn from that. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and you just... You have a platform, and this goes for for anybody who has a platform, whether it's an actor or actress, an athlete. People look at you in a different light. Mm-hmm. I, I, somebody was trying to reach out to my wife. They couldn't get through to my wife. They sent me a, a DM on Instagram, and and I happened to respond because it just something piqued my interest and said I need to respond to it, and I did. And it was like, look, I. They just relate, and they just want to be able to say thank you or or whatever it is. And it's we have a responsibility. We do, whether we want to admit that or not. And you guys are Philly guys, Charles yeah. Barkley. I'm not a role model. Yeah. Bitch, yes, the fuck you are. Whether you want to admit it or not, you are. People look at you differently. Yeah. And and I I mean I had the same sentiment as Charles. I'm not a role model. I'm a regular fucking guy yep. who just happens to be on a TV show. But was it was it the Batman line with great oh no Spider-Man. Spider-Man. With, yeah, with, with power great, great responsibility. Yes. And whether we realize it or not, people look up to us. And you have to accept that. And and you have to be responsible. And and that's like that's where I've drawn so much like anger and hurt from this season. It's like I look at it that way. Why can't you? Yeah. And and you're okay with being like, social media doesn't pay me. I don't give a fuck what they think, and I'm going to do whatever I want to, and fuck life. Well, we've, we've seen it, and I think it's it got really out of hand with the, um, the Beverly Hills season. They got so in tune with social media that they were taking all of their shit out on there. Yeah. I think there needs to be like a limit. They need to put like a screen time limit on how much they can interact with fans because it got really messy. Like the Beverly Hills shit got just out of control and it was a lot to do with them commenting on other people's posts. Like we had a post about Kathy Hilton mm-hmm. and we were talking shit about Kyle to throw shade at Kyle. Paris Hilton liked our post. Because we were talking shit about her. So to throw shade at her own aunt, she liked our post of talking shit about her. Yeah. Like, that's the level that it got to. Social media is crazy. Like, uh, it's... You're right, though. But people, they know that they can get to somebody because of this. But what I think has happened... And, and I don't watch a lot of reality TV outside of the Housewives... Uh, a platform like I don't get into the below decks or or the southern hospitalities or anything. I can only take so much but what I think has happened 
And again, I'm going to take this back to season five of Potomac. And I could be 100% wrong in this, but I feel like that was the jump off. These Bravo liberties, if you will, the housewives, have taken to being fully engaged in Twitter. Twitter's the the most toxic, volatile space for housewives, yeah, in my Twitter opinion. Newbie, and I've learned the hard way because I had so no idea funny. about like subtweets or like oh, tweets. <laughs> Candace down, is the queen of, of, of a subtweet. Oh, yeah. Well, I went down a rabbit hole of our own posts like after oh. six months and I had no idea. And I started to, I was like, oh, quote tweet? What the fuck is that? I clicked out like, oh, these are mean. And then yeah. it was like subtweets. I'm like, these oh, this is idiots. really fucking mean. Like, <laughs> yeah. I thought we were like killing it. Everyone loved us. So I was like, oh, we do have haters. Yeah. <laughs> but I, oh, think, yeah. I think what has happened is a lot of these housewives, they are reading these posts oh my God, and these yeah. comments and they're like and and I'll use Candace as an example for for two seasons it was really popular to hate Candace and and blogs if you put Candace whatever in your title and your blog and your description you were getting clicks likes and views beyond like if you hated Candace you were a superstar you yeah. were getting everything and now this season because she she literally paid every like nothing like oh i know my man and we're good i'm not even gonna get i literally think that they started these rumors or or thoughts because they expected her to react the way that she had in previous seasons and people would say Oh, she's overreacting. Candace is vile. She says this isn't, and it was gonna make them even more popular. But she didn't do that, and it has backfired. Mm-hmm. And but again, across all franchises, I I think that they're these housewives are starting to read the tweets and see what the fans are thinking. Yep. Where's the popular opinion? Okay, I'm gonna go in that direction. Mm-hmm. And that's only going to last for so long because from what I have heard from executives at Bravo and NBC Universal and whatever, social media is a very, very, very small component of the overall audience. Oh, okay. I don't, I would believe that. Actually, yeah. I mean, if I go down Twitter and I go down and I search the hashtag RHOP, I mean, I see the same 50 to a hundred uh, people yeah. constantly commenting, right? But if we if we look at the ratings, well, we get eight hundred thousand viewers regularly, right? right? Sometimes we eclipse a million. Sometimes we're in the seven hundred thousand range. Whatever, hundred people to eight hundred thousand is a very very small percentage. Like yeah, they do the their point. focus groups and they they do their research. They know what works and whatever. And social media is a very small aspect, but people feel empowered. On these on these platforms, Twitter, especially. yeah, they can hide behind the oh, yeah. electronic face. I mean, if you look at it, ninety nine percent of them, yeah, like they have a housewife, yeah, picture profile, yeah, that's a profile of their favorite housewife, and then they like and then and yeah. their their handle is like something about like Dorit's handbag or like something right. stupid, and then we'll say some shit about Dorit, and who's the first person to comment? Dorit's, Dorit's handbag. handbag. Yeah, like, exactly. These fucking idiots! Like you guys don't even know Dorit. It's right. like, bitch, do you? Do you? Like, what yeah. are you talking? Right, about? and I just joined last month, and I have three followers. Yeah, yeah, and they all agree with me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just my other Twitter. But, but, but human nature is like 
you feel in, 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 in inclined, like you want to respond to that because like he does it all. It's really funny to watch him because he gets so mad I'll and I'll go on every once in a while, every once in a while. Like he doesn't do a lot on Twitter. Like I'll handle the Twitter. Like he said, he's like a Twitter newbie and I'll go on and I'll be like, what the fuck is like, this? Don't engage with those. People. And, and like, it's I just try. like one person <laughs> with like two followers. It's just like, yeah, and they fuck get these me. guys they get straight me. men need to get the hell out of here and steals like, no, 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 we're good. We're, we're going to stay. And I'm like, dude, you don't have to engage with those idiots. But you feel you leave, he like gets you, mad. Had, yeah. you wanted There's to defend yourself. Well, so now he'll just screenshot. Now he'll just screenshot and send it to me and be like, you fucking believe this? But on I'm TikTok, like, I, I, get it. I do TikTok and Instagram. So on there, like every once in a while, I find myself like there was one guy. The ones that really get me are the ones that don't use logic. Like when yeah. they don't make any sense, that's when I'm like, well, you need to explain yourself because this doesn't make sense. And then they explain themselves and it makes even less sense. And then I get aggravated and then I fire back. And next thing I know, I'm in like a seven comment war with some random. I'm like, this is a really shitty look for us. I need <laughs> to me, stop responding. The problem is, no. The issue is because uh, I'm going to say it and crucify me if you want. Straight men, we don't, we don't get it. Oh, like, yeah. Like our thought process is very different than the majority of the housewives universe, right? Yep. And that's not a bad thing. No disrespect to any whatever, wherever you represent and feel good, we support that. But the way people think is different. Yeah, it's just right. Different. Whether with, you're a woman, audience. whether you're gay, yeah. whether you're straight, whatever it is, man, we all think differently and we relate differently. And and there's no wrong answers, but. It can be frustrating. There, like you can ignore five hundred comments, and then there's one. It just strikes a nerve, and yeah. you're like, "Oh, fuck you!" I'm gonna respond because God damn, this ain't it. And, <laughs> yeah, no. and, and you just, and then you get stuck, and then you keep responding. Yeah. Then and you get to a certain point where you respond one too many times. You're like, "Fuck, I should have stopped." Yep. Right? Stopped. Because it's like this is a good time. I'm gonna get, get the last word. You're not gonna tell me to shut up. Yeah. I'm gonna make you shut up, and you get stuck. And then this dumbass will text me. I guess I'm the dumbass. So he dumbass. Me, he's like, dude. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he like, knows exactly what I'm talking about as soon as yeah, I say he goes, dude, I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. I have finally, after five years or however many years we've been on the show, I finally gotten to the point where I'm like, because Candace, Andy, rightfully so, Candace, you're a disaster on Twitter. She was really bad for a long time, and she's gotten really good. And that's great. Now, I will say that there are some other housewives who have been more of a da- disaster that didn't get called out, but that's a different podcast for a different time. But I have now gotten to the point because if we're being 100% completely honest, I am pettier, shadier, messier, nastier than Candace. 100%. But I'm a nice guy. I want to be friendly and I'm going to give you all the grace in the world until I have you have until you have exceeded your grace period and I'm just going to ruin you. And that was the right we 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 saw this season where I sent a tweet out that something about you're going to be sorry. Like yeah. You you have surpassed the amount of grace I'm willing to give and I'm going to grind this into the ground until you are done. Um, but I've gotten to the point where I'm like, Candace, can I tweet this? 
That's good. Yeah. That's better. That's a good point. I'm gonna and start doing that with him. Hey, shooter. Can like, I respond yeah, to yeah. This? I mean, it's good. And 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 another another um, tactic that Candace and I have both um, sort of adopted is we will type the tweet and send it to the draft, and because you feel good once you get it out, like you feel good. That's I like that method. I yeah. might have to do. I might send have to it to the send draft. I've gotten read it, read it on a couple of days, see if you still feel like, the same way. Do I feel it? I so, and you don't have to answer by any means, but just with with the paywall thing, with the Patreon, on top of Juan getting named in that lawsuit, do you think it's possible that we don't see Robin next season? Would she check out? And again, you don't have to answer if you're not comfortable. Just I, I was wondering your take. No, it's a valid question, and. You know, Candace and Robin have had a a a very good friendship on and off camera. I mean, they get into it a little bit, whatever. Nothing's been too serious. They seem to get over it every time. Yeah. And Candace looks at Robin as as a uh um a good friend. Robin, I mean, I don't know how familiar you guys are with uh you know the Divine Nine and, and Black Greek sorority. But Robin is a Delta. A majority of Candace's family is Delta. Candace and 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 Candace has always been supportive of Robin. Um, Robin has always said that this situation with Juan, it's being over analyzed and overplayed in the media. Mm-hmm. And Candace and I. Always like to take our friends or who we consider as friends until they show us otherwise. Um, and Robin has always been so. Robin was the only person who showed up to Candace's DC show um, when she was doing her tour. Yeah. Um, and we would like to believe that Robin is a real legitimate friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says there's nothing to worry about, that everything is fine. Now, Anybody can say whatever they want to and name anybody they want in a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And if uh, I'm sure you guys, as much as I have, have, have seen the post and seen the tweets and whatever, and it looks damning. I mean, yeah. it doesn't look, doesn't look great. good. Yeah, it it does look not great. look good. Is that a true account? Who knows? She has continued to move on the way that she always has. And I would like to believe her um, and Juan. And there's always three sides to every story, right? A, B, and the truth. Yep. And and like I said, I've read it. And it, it doesn't look good. But from her standpoint and what she has said and what Juan has said to her, who has been then relayed to us, they're okay. And I want to believe that, and that's where I'm going to go with it. So, where does that leave her for the show? I mean, I feel that it. it if I'm me speaking as me and only me, and no, like it's crazy how you have to like clarify. <laughs> yeah, like, of course. Yeah, like shit. It's. I think she's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think that while a lot of social media is upset, rightfully so, 
and the way that some of the things that have come out over the last couple of weeks, um, why didn't you share this on the show? Why, why are we paying for this? And they want to see her fired. Um, Robin brings a dynamic to the show that I think is necessary in the sense that while she is very good friends with Giselle, she is still her own person. I know a lot of people think she's a shadow and subscribes to what Giselle says. And people are going to probably crucify me and say like, oh, you're being soft. I, I like to believe people for what they give me. Okay. And and everything that I have been given by Robin face to face just says that there's a place for her on this platform. She deserves to be in the role that she is in. I disagree with charging people for your story. Fully disagree with that. I think yeah. that was a bullshit move and and not reasonable you, but you, shady. Yeah. Not Definitely even shady. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't reasonable. It wasn't shady. It was fucked up. Yeah. Like yeah. you're charging people to hear your real life that a network is paying for you to give on a platform, right? You are paid a good amount of money to give your real life. And you said, you know what? I'm not gonna give that. I'm gonna give this and I'm gonna charge you for this. Like um Double dipping, uh, not bait and switch. What well, what's the fucking the finance term for that? It's like there's a term, and it's I'm drawing a blank in the moment. But you took advantage of a situation, and it's fucked up. That's how I feel about that. But sort of like insider trade. I think dipping. Yeah, double, like an insider yeah, trading double, type. Double deal. dipping is actually correct because she dipping, is. I think that. she is getting paid for her reality on a show. But and then also withholding it, some of that and charging you. on top of it. Yeah, yeah that's that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like I, I, we know that Bravo just can't be happy with that. Like they, they got to be pissed and, off. Listen, and be like, yeah, what? The as fuck? far as I know, they are not. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm sure there will be some repercussions. Is you she going to get waited? Like the the timing is very suspicious. Timing she sucks. waits right after, after the, the reunion, reunion and like, you sat up there and didn't done. say anything yeah. during some significant parts. Yep, and it's like. It was strategic. And as me, as someone who was thrown under the bus all season, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, we but again, back to my that. personality. I'm like, yep. I'm defending you in this moment. Yep. Exactly. And it's like, fuck me. Yep. Like, am I just a little bitch? <laughs> no, but I mean, you're kind of between a rock and a hard place. Like, if you go too hard, right? If you start to chime in at the wrong time, or you seem like too aggravated in a moment, or you seem like you care too much, or you care too little, like you are walking such a thin line just because you want to move the fuck on. Yep. You've been vindicated from all this bullshit. It's time to like close the door on this season. So if you overstep at the reunion, now you shoot yourself in the foot. So it's like, what yeah. the fuck are you supposed Here's, to do? Here, you, you want to know the fucked up part? And this is the shit that I think about. Today is February 2nd. Yes. The sure. second. Right. Yep. We are uh, October. <laughs> right. We are in the beginning of Black History Month. Um, the reunion is going to air in February mm -hmm. during Black History Month. Mm -hmm. I am, at this point, the only white man on a predominantly black... Well, it's all black except for me. Yeah. I mean, Michael was not seen this season. 
I don't think I didn't see him. Thankfully, but I have a question about him later. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> um, and I and Candace and I talk about this like, how can I be as a white man on a platform of all black people defending myself, berating a black woman, like being upset and be like, but but I have a right to defend myself. But it's like, yeah. fuck. The line is razor thin. Yeah, yeah it really is. It's and it's like, I respect all of these women that we work with. Like, I really legitimately do, even to the detriment of my relationship with Candace, because she's not always on par with them. And if we go back to, was it season three? I think it was our first season. And Cherie, yeah, it was season three. Cherie's charity event. Candace and Giselle were not getting along, but Giselle shows up. She's delivering water, and I'm helping her. Like, I'm just, I mean, I'm too much a gentleman. I'm going to help. Like, I don't get into your bullshit. I'm just going to be a man and help and do what I can in the moment. But now to sit up here and have to berate these women because I'm pissed off at what you said and what you did. And the majority of our audience is black, and you got this white man up here like going in. I was like, <laughs> "That is tough. It's great. Yeah. Like it's a, that's a really sh- tough situation. That's I wish it on no place. one. Yeah, that's a rock and a hard place. Yeah. And it's like tough, but I can only be who I am, and and I'm not going to change that. And luckily, you know, and thankfully for me, I give two fucks about social media because I have a very very supportive group of people who have known me. Well before this platform, yeah, and and I can say, even people that I went to high school with that I haven't talked to since high school, that I get messages from, and, and the messages that are like, you know, uh, you know, I haven't spoken to you in twenty years, but the guy that I see on TV is the same guy that I knew twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. That's refreshing. I'll take that. Over anybody was like, oh my gosh, oh, I loved what you said today. Or, or the person's like, oh, you're just somebody wants to be in women's business, whatever. Yeah. Those, those are the people that maybe I was friends with you, maybe I wasn't, whatever. But you took the time to message me and be like, it's nice to see that TV didn't go to your fucking head, right? Yeah, that's a good, good thing to read. And that's how I live my life. Like, yeah. I, I've said this before on, on different podcasts. I don't remember if I said it when I spoke to you guys before, but of all the people on our show, I'm the only one who is from this area, you know, this DMV area. Yeah. Everybody else is a transplant. So I've built my career in restaurants for 30 years in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. So there are a lot of people who know me. And for people to say, you know what, it's good to see the guy that I met as a bartender, you know, 20 years ago or whatever, is the same guy I see on TV. Your demeanor, your your composure, whatever it is, is still the same. Because how the fuck can I be one guy behind the bar or behind on the line or in a restaurant as a GM, whatever, being one way, and then I get on TV, but I want you to come to my restaurant and be like, hey, yeah. good. What? Who, who are you? Yeah. Right? I, I only have one way to be, and that's the only way I'm going to be. And yeah. take yeah. it or leave it, it is what it is. I think we saw it like for the majority of the season, and 
I'm going to kind of bring it home here because we could probably do this all night and we've almost been two hours and there has to yeah. be an end at some point. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah like, get, get your question about Michael anytime. in here. I want to see where this is. Going. Oh yeah. Let me start with that. And then yeah. we'll finish with something else. First yeah. and foremost, I want to point out that you are wearing sweatpants pulled up to your mid ankle, which yeah, shooter has to be you know, thrilled. Always. Yeah. I love it. Thank it's all you walked in the door. I love it. Uh, there's an Instagram picture of me on my profile with the same look. So I understand. I, I get where you're coming from. Despite Comfortability. This despite this guy. But, um, <laughs> So I never in my life thought that I would have a chance to talk to somebody that has met and interacted with Michael Darby before. What? <laughs> like from, so I, uh, Potomac has been my favorite for a while before we started the podcast. I used to watch with my wife and like, even before we were married, I was like, Oh, this is a franchise. I, I really enjoy this one. This one's good. But he always like skeeved me the fuck out. Like he always gave me the creeps and then watching everything unfold. And then you get that weird, Thing where he slaps the cameraman on the ass and then also like all of his off-color comments. There's just a lot of creepy shit going on. So as somebody that knows him, is he actually like that in person? Is he actually that creepy and like rub people the wrong way? 100%. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen, I make no... I hate that motherfucker. Yeah. I, I do not... I, I tried to give him a chance. I really did... Um. And so, there. I think it was on the show. I don't know if it was season three or season four. Um, Ashley had a drag competition. The night she sung that song, mm-hmm. "Coffee and Love," right? I I was working that night, so I couldn't make the actual thing. But I showed up at the restaurant Oz um, after the fact. And so, it was a weird atmosphere. It was what it was. But I went over to the bar. Michael was sitting at the bar. He's a big Caps fan. Capitals. I yeah, know you guys know. And, and the Penguins. Well, you oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry, sorry. Jesus. Sorry. Yeah. Jesus. God. <laughs> yeah, dude. Come on. You <laughs> fucking sportsman. You just <laughs> failed. You stupid fuck. Yeah, you know sports? Right. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Jesus Christ. Look, I don't like the Penguins either. But anyway, Sidney Crosby's a bitch. He's agreed, never going to hear that. Agreed. <laughs> agreed. Anyway, so the caption on scene. So we're and I'm trying to have a conversation. It's just me and him. We're at the bar. And I'm just trying to have a normal conversation. There's no cameras, there's no nothing. And all this guy wants to talk about is his goddamn money. And I got this, and I got that, and everybody says my restaurant's gonna fail because it's fucking kangaroo meat, dude, in Arlington. Now, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Arlington, Virginia, but it's a bunch of fucking mid twenties to mid thirties white guys who just want to drink beer and eat pizza and find yep. a girl to fuck. <laughs> That's Arlington, Virginia. Is that on the sign for like their slogan? Welcome yeah, to Arlington. Arlington. <laughs> white guys and fucking. That's it. <laughs> it's really that. That is the mode of it. But anyway, I'm trying to talk to him, and and I just get annoyed with the conversation because like, I'm just trying to talk to you, guy to guy. I don't care about your money. I don't care where you've been or what you've done. Like, who are you as a person? And I just never got that that real person from him and then and it didn't come up this year at the reunion but the fact of the matter is 
the only reason that Michael Darby never saw the inside of a jail cell is because I said no instead of yes. And if I was a petty motherfucker, all I had to do was say yes. The cameraman, that situation, forget what they showed you on the show at Monique's house. Mm -hmm. I don't know about that situation. I wasn't there. But the situation that I do know about, um, the party at L2, a bar in Georgetown, mm-hmm. um, it was like the 80s party or whatever, and he was dressed like a Will Smith character or whatever it was. He and I were having a conversation between two pillars in this bar. The cameraman walks through, and as the cameraman is walking between the two of us, I glance over at the bar where my wife is and just seeing what they're doing. And I don't see the actual action. But in that glance over here and then the glance back and that cameraman in the conversation between him and Michael, I'm an honest person and I did not see Michael grab that man's ass. Okay. And so I will never say that he did it because I didn't see it. Mm -hmm. But based on the conversation and the way things went, he grabbed that motherfucker's ass. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. Like, the tension and the conversation and the fuck you and oh, oh I'm sorry. And, and look, Michael can be a playful guy. That's creepy. God, about the him. fuck that I'm giving this motherfucker. And this is my personality. Like, I don't can't, have to I, I can't even believe I, yeah. I can't believe I'm giving him grace. Because what I'm going to tell you in the next two minutes, you'll be like, why the fuck did you do that? Then stop. Then <laughs> just stop it. You just stop giving advice. I can't. That's just my personality. Like, I cannot condemn somebody if I didn't see it. As much as I want to. That's yeah, fair. That's fair. That's fair. I. If I had to bet my, I am a better. I gamble the fuck out of everything that I can. And yeah. my wife is like, "Don't gamble that. Fuck it. These I had good odds. <laughs> this fucking happened." But this shit, ha- it is what it is. But my wife performed in the Bahamas a few months ago. Michael Darby is apparently a uh, frequenter of the SLS resort in the Bahamas where my okay. wife was performing. When she was performing, it was their five-year anniversary. He was at the fucking resort. Uh, a Bravo... NB slash NBC Universal publicist person who was there handling my wife for this event. Michael Darby went up to her, thought it was Candace, threatened her, and said, How dare you speak about me like this? And blah, 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 blah. And like went in and she was like, Yo, like, I, he was like, Oh, sorry. And if I, like, I was, over here, and I saw the city. I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, but grabbed her by the arm and was oh, like, "Oh shit!" If if I was over there and that had been, I'd throw that motherfucker off the rooftop. You've yeah. been doing a lot of people. Think. I I yeah. do not like him. Season season four or season five, whatever. Whenever we saw um, Juan's birthday party at the mm-hmm. haunted house, and Michael. Wasn't around for filming because there was suspicion of him grabbing someone's ass. Yeah. And this was his first scene back. 
But I was like, yo, go talk to Michael. I don't want to talk to Michael. I don't <laughs> fucking like that guy. <laughs> like, no, we're trying to make tea. Just go talk to him. I'm like, whatever, fine. Hey, Michael, what's going on? How are you? He's on his phone, fucking ignoring me. Whatever. He ignores me, whatever. I try to have conversation. He looks up. There's a fucking camera guy. I didn't even know the camera guy was right. Camera guy right across from Rock. <coughs> and Michael looks up. He sees the camera. And he's like, and he fucking disappears. And I just look at the camera. I'm like, See, that told you it wasn't going to fucking yeah. work. Yeah. But then, then he goes and gets Juan, who was like with his kids at the time. Yeah, because he wants to blow them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to say it. I'll say it. It, it brings Juan back. And now all of a sudden it's the three of us and we're having this conversation and we're talking about extreme sports and we're talking about snowboarding versus skiing. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like snowboarding because as a soccer player in a a attempt at professional soccer, fucked my knee up, got all messed up, whatever. Snowboarding put a lot of pressure on my knee and I preferred skiing to snowboarding. It was a little less pressure. It was easier to deal with. So you're scared. Michael Darby asked you if you were scared. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> no, like I prefer this to this. I've done both. This is easier. And he starts like all of a sudden he's happy and he's like trying to go in. I'm like, five minutes ago, you didn't even fucking want to talk to me. Yeah. And, and from that point I was like, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. Like, yeah. He's a piece of shit. I stand by it. Fuck you, Michael Darby. Um, I second that. Yep. I, I don't like here. the guy. <laughs> Season five finale. I don't know how the fuck. I don't know how I didn't beat the shit out of it. Because I wanted to hit that motherfucker so goddamn bad. It's like, not worth it. it, no, it, it at the end, it's like not. That, it's, it's not, not worth it. Because, because, Michael Darby, I know you're a litigious motherfucker. I don't know if I can say it, so I'm not going yeah, to. But if he's litigious, then you might get slander. Yeah, you might get a slander yeah. suit. <laughs> I've I've gotten paperwork, Michael. But I know you, and I know the truth. And if you really want to take it that route, I mean, it is what it is. But he's a piece of shit. I fucking hate that motherfucker. Um, I showed you. I showed you some <laughs> some DMs I had earlier. Yeah. I've got some others if you'd like to see them. Oh, I mean, obviously, yeah. Pics, yeah well, wait, no, there's Did no Michael dick pics. Dick there's no Michael Darby dick <laughs> pics. I don't want to see any Michael Darby dick <laughs> pics. I don't want to see Michael Darby's dick. But, but <laughs> where, where the fuck is my? Oh, it's right here. I'm gonna just pass it to you real quick. I'm gonna let you read it. But all right, let's. We gotta unfortunately wrap this thing up because it is now over two hours. So. Listen, you put I'll out come us. back whenever you guys want. That's <laughs> it's, a, it's a short jaunt up yep. here. <laughs> That's perfect. That works for us. Oh, yeah. So we put out questions. We asked our uh, listeners to give us some questions, and we've I... got a shit ton. So <laughs> I'm going to just pick one at random here. All right. Steel has a really hard time reading usernames. I really it's do. Yeah, it's like so, a it's an ongoing shtick, but it's not actually me trying to be funny. It's just... And I can read very well, and I can speak very well, but when it comes to reading the usernames, I, something gets crossed Listen, in my brain. when I do my lives, I'm like, okay, what is that? Right, I yeah. don't even know what you're saying. He gives me shit for it, but like, I try difficult. my best. Have you ever tried to do this? <laughs> yeah, it's easy. Yeah, he can do it like off the cuff. I can't. I, All right. I also cannot. 
All right, from uh, let's start with a heavy one, and then we'll ease off. From Nats.G.R. See, that's easy. Yeah. And Nats, Nationals, hey, Potomac, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I played against the Potomac Nationals. <laughs> okay, Prince anyway. William County. Go yeah, there you go. Yeah, that garbage stadium, but whatever. Yeah. Has cool. the drama from the ladies affected your relationship with Candace at all? No. Um, which is amazing because Candace and man, if I knew what this, what love was, right? Candace and I have the most amazing relationship. I've never been able to be as open and honest with anybody, right? Man, woman, whatever, friendship, relationship, whatever. Um, and, and, and this was one of the conversations we had before being on the show, like when we were being considered, I was like, listen, communication is huge for me. I need to be able to know where we are at every moment, at every time. And like, I can tell her anything. Like I can tell her, this hoe sent me some titties in my DMs. Like I didn't ask for that shit. Like we were talking about food <laughs> and then there was titties. Like, and, and it's great. Like I can tell her anything. And, and this is, this is why she did not react to the bullshit because she knew I I told Giselle I want to talk to her. I I messaged, responded to a story, however you want to look at it. I don't care how you want to look at it. But she knew that I had already talked to Ashley and said you should have come to W. So we have such an open communication line that, no, it hasn't affected us at all. Our relationship is so strong that she was. that's why she was able to not respond. And I think the ladies really wanted to see Candace pop off and go buck fucking wild like she has done previous seasons and be like, oh, Candace is so detrimental to our group. We need to get rid of her. But she didn't give them what they wanted because she knows me and I know her and we have our own issues, but together, you're not going to break this off some dumb shit. Good. Love to hear that. Love to hear that. All right. Up next, hmm, from Basic Wendy seventy two. I'm just gonna start reading the ones with easy names. <laughs> <laughs> How surprised were you that Juan Dixon is a two time cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater? So, knowing Juan and like I want to believe Robin's story that he just dropped a credit card and just felt the God, I just. You're being too nice. You're definitely being too nice. nice. Listen, whatever works for them works for them, and I'm not here to judge nobody's relationship. That's a great great sidestep. Tremendous sidestep. Well done. We love a good sidestep. Love a good sidestep. Like the conversation, Juan is a, from what I know of Juan and the conversations I've had with him, he is a good guy. And there's always somebody trying to get you, but Juan's a good guy. All right, go from there. I don't know their. I don't know the next same, question. Right, I don't know the intricacies of their relationship, and I don't care to. All right, all right, all right. On to the next one from Sarah Pod. Why you got all the good ones? Tonight? I'm telling you, I'm reading all the easy ones. Dude. No, no, no. There's some. There's some disaster ones. I'm just avoiding. But who is his favorite Potomac housewife? Who isn't your wife? But the funny one about this. And this is just a testament to the season you had. Unfortunately, in parentheses, capital. Not in a romantic way, obviously. <laughs> Just to clarify. So, so after this season and watching it playing out, 
I hate all of them. I don't like nobody. I don't care. Say what you want. No disrespect, Wendy. No disrespect, Wendy. Uh, <laughs> but no, but in all honesty, so after the reunion, um, on the train ride back from, because we filmed in New York this year, uh, on a train ride back to D.C., I was on a train with Mia and Gordon. Literally, I had my own seat, and Mia and Gordon were literally right across from me. Candace really likes Mia. Mia just, I honestly believe Mia gets caught up too much in the social media aspect of everything, and she's just trying to find her way. And if she would just, like Candace said on Watch What Happens Live a couple weeks ago, if Mia would just realize that she is enough on her own and just be herself, she would be great. She would be great. Um, Gordon and I have a great relationship. Um, we Listen, the three of us had the entire car cracking up. Like our train was at like 1030 or something in the morning. And Gordon and I were just kind of looking at each other like, who's going to order the first drink? Because we're in the first class, right? And it's all paid for. <laughs> and we're like, and by the time we got to that first drink, we just started going in and had the whole car. Like there was a somebody sitting in front of us who was a blogger who knew, like was taking selfies with us and we had everybody cracking up and, and they're a great couple. Um, misunderstood on the show, I think a little bit because that's their like, own doing. Honestly. It is, it is their own doing uh, a lot of that to Mia. I think again, like I said, I think she plays into the social media aspect mm. of it. Oh, and, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, I'm sorry. No, no, I, I, there's, <laughs> I, there's look, I think any woman coming onto this platform within the last two years wants to be popular. Right. I mean, that's, that's long. Hey, being popular Creates longevity, gets you more money, right? Um, I understand the mindset. My my why I made that noise. Did she legit put sixty thousand dollars of reno into a rental house? Is that real? That can't be real. I I can neither. Can conf- saw that last episode. Like she walked in. I forget who came. Yeah, over like all these floors. Did you put uh, Giselle? Yeah, Giselle in. came in. She's like, like, oh, the- you put these floors in. Like you put in this like chandelier and everything. Why? She's I- like. You're renting this. Like, what? I've this been lost. So, lost on me. I, I didn't watch that episode. Yeah. I can neither confirm nor deny whether or not she did that. Mm-hmm. But as somebody who has spent a significant amount of time in the finance world, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I have done more than just cook <laughs> and be in restaurants. <laughs> I, I'm not a deadbeat like you think. Um, if you did that, who is your financial advisor? It's like and lighting money on like, fire. Yeah. Literally flush it down the fucking toilet. Yep. Or or give it to me because my mother-in-law's allowance is not enough and I need more. So <laughs> uh, no. But like if you did that, somebody is misguiding you. And and from the conversations that uh G and I have had, like, I can't believe that you did that. But you said that you did. And I have to take you at what you said. I want to be that yeah. landlord that and walks in like, hey, your rental lease is up. And then come back to my house and be like, wow, this looks great. Thank right. You, so you, you so drop awesome. 60 Gs in my shit? Get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> lease is up, bitch. Go. Well, I can charge like, three yeah. times as much as I was charging like, you. Yeah. Fuck. That don't make no sense. Yeah, I was yeah. lost on me. It just so I, my mind. I am just as much confused as that okay, person. That's refreshing. Oh, no, that was my question. Oh. That, that's been bugging the shit out of me. 
Um, anyway, from uh, Steel uh, Steel Roussel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, from Dom Denise. Thoughts on Katie Ross coming back? Question mark. Yo, Katie. Katie is a wild card. Um, every interaction that Candace and I have had with Katie has been awesome. Katie's a fun girl. Um, but that being said, you know, you have to consider people's, um, mental state and where they're at. Right. Mm. And, and Katie has some well-documented, um, issues that she has put out on social media herself and gone through rehab. And if Katie is comfortable and in the right mindset to share her life, um, Candace and I love her. She, she's amazing. And we, we welcome Katie with open arms. She's, you know, like I said, a wild card. She's going to go with wherever she feels in the moment. And, and she's real. And, and that's what this platform needs is, is realness. And Katie will deliver realness. She's, she doesn't hold back. Um, Katie, Katie's special. She, she's, she is a good, good person at heart. All right. That's a solid answer. Positive answer. All right. We got two more questions. The last one is my favorite one, but okay, this one, you wanted the heavy stuff. All right. So this yeah, is, yeah, this heavy. Is, this is heavy. All right. Let's give it all. Oh man. Of course. Somebody's name I yes. can't pronounce. Thank God. <laughs> From... you do it? Yeah, actually. <laughs> you want me to try? What does that say? Right. Uh, Fucking hell. <laughs> Welcome to my world. <laughs> yes. It's I think it's just a bunch of letters. A D J E E A D J. You cheated. Oh, it's A D I'm A D J. A-D-J. It's A D J E E. No. No. I was thinking A D J A D J. I'm going to say Aja. That's that's my guess. Right. I don't know. Aja Ja. A day. Hey, day, dude, what hey, the day. fuck? A day DJ. A DJ, E E A DJ. I apologize if Aja is not the right thing. We butchered your whole I'm shit. So we sorry. love your question. We love so your question. Here it is. All right, here you go. Can Monique and Candace ever reconcile? Wow. You wanted the heavy shit. I did. I did. As much as, much as I would like to see it happen, because I think they were both played by the women on the show in a manner that has set them up for failure. I think there has been some irreparable uh is that irreparable yeah, you're good. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's a good word. Um damage that has been done and they're both very prideful women that I don't think either one is ever gonna give in. Okay. Um Fair. they could have been dynamic. I yeah, and I, I think so and too. I think the fans also agree they they could have been dynamic but i think one of them was too caught up in trying to outgrow the shadow of their husband i did not play professional football hint hint, <laughs> hint. Uh, i i i mean listen when you spend a large portion of your life um, being referred to as, oh, you're the football player's husband. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you finally get the chance to shine. 
and you don't want to lose. I mean, everybody wants to be recognized, right? And and I don't fault any her for that or anybody for that. Um, I just feel that they were pitted against each other and in a way that just didn't allow them to to be great. They they both succumbed to situational things that just it didn't work out in their favor and it was unfortunate. That's a good answer. Is is there a place to reconcile? Uh right now I don't think so because one person keeps standing by what we know to be things that were not true. And the other one, if you're not going to acknowledge things that aren't true, I cannot move forward. All right. That's fair. fair. Reasonable. Good answer. It's a good answer. It's a good answer. And the last one. I would like them to move forward. I, yeah. I would say that I, I would like for there to be a way because Chris and I have, we've had conversations via text message very, n- nothing in depth, but you know, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas. He's an Alabama fan. I'm a Florida fan, so obviously there's that SEC rivalry. Mm-hmm. It, it could be more like. Th- I mean, I think the detriment of this is the fact that in some interviews, Monique said I was never really friends with Candace, and it's so, tough to come back. Yeah, from that's that. that's right. Cool. It's tough because. Like I said, Candace and I, we are very open. We're going to give everything to every relationship ever. And and if you, like if you say you put on for a show, it's tough to come back from that. And yeah. that's no disrespect to Chris because everybody's individuals, right? But I would like to see them get back together. I, okay, I would like to see that. I think they could have been dynamic yeah. and and great. I truly believe that. I agree with you. I agree. The last one that we have, and it's probably the best question, um, from Kristen Cullen 7. <coughs> Excuse me. Is your dick really purple? <laughs> nope. It's not purple. <laughs> there you have it. We finally got to the bottom it's of it. It's not the answer. <laughs> but, now, um, now, there is the brown content, right, that's been talked about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> still talking about this seven years later. Jesus, a hard hit. Yeah, you're never gonna outrun that one. I'm no. not. I, like, I wish. No, nope. especially wish I not with me and this idiot. We're yeah, gonna. No. We're always gonna ask yeah. about it. Yeah, it's fine. If, every time we do an interview, I'll probably ask the same question. Just, yeah, just we'll, to get we'll an update. Try to slip it in at some point. You know, there's. It's. It's not purple. There's no purple. <laughs> All right. No purple. Um, but the last thing I want to do, dude, is just. Uh, I want to give you a chance to just kind of say you know, how you're feeling after this season, you know, you've been through a lot. It's been tumultuous. It's been, you know, we've talked on the side, you've gone through a lot emotionally with this, trying to kind of handle it. So I want to give you just a little time to speak to our listeners, to whomever else is out there and say your thoughts and feelings on everything and just kind of how you're doing now. And just, if you want to tie a bow on it for us and just take us home. For sure. I mean, look, this was the most Difficult season I've had to deal with as a uh, house husband. Um, it, it's called housewives, right? And and you think as a husband, you, you expect to get some bullshit here and there, but never anything that is a uh, um, a detriment to your character. Like at the end of the day, all you have is your character, right? Character is. Is who you are when people are in front of you and when people aren't there, right? Your character speaks more to 
how you act when there's nobody around versus when there's people around. And to see some people try to damage that or discredit that is disheartening. It's, it's hurtful. Um, and, and so it, it has been hard and I never want to discredit someone's feelings. You can never tell somebody how to feel, right? And I respect, and I said this at the reunion, I respect Giselle's feelings. Your feelings are your feelings. But the way you go about things and the words that you use, there are buzzwords, there are dog whistles, there are, there are certain ways that you present facts or evidence or whatever that create a picture that tends to stick. And in this day and age, and Me Too and, and whatever, true or not, sexual harassment, sexual assault, those allegations tend to stick. Innocent, guilty, whatever. We've seen it. Uh, I mean, being someone who's more involved in the sports side of things as opposed to housewife, you see it in sports a lot. Athletes, especially in college, right? You're having a good, you're doing whatever it is you're doing. You lose scholarships, which then lose your professional career or whatever. And then come to find so-and-so made something up. And it, it's a, it's a very thin line to walk, to be on the right side of what is right. And I just think that that we just need to be more careful, especially in the platform that we are in. Um, I have family, I have children who had, like my kid, and I, again, I said this at the reunion, my kids' teachers watch this stupid fucking show. They talk about it with their mother. They hit my kids through they hear about it and they're asking me that sucks dad what what and i have to explain that shit and that's i don't give two fucks what giselle said or what ashley said or what sesame street said (laughs) (laughs) right i don't i don't care what y'all said but what i do care about is my son who's 13 years old who i'm trying to teach and show as a man like respect women like, you may think you're doing the right thing. You, ha- No matter what, you've got to respect what they say. And if you think you're doing, but they say, oh, whoa, too much. I don't care if your dick is halfway in and she says, no, no, no. You better pull that shit out and pull your pants up and walk the fuck out. Difference. And, no, and but- trying to explain that. And then have to explain that, son, listen, look, I know what people are saying, but this is, that's that's the part that sucks. That's really hard. I feel like I'm rambling at this point, but there's it it was a hard season. At the end of the day, it was a hard season. It was very emotional for me because I look at myself as somebody who I just want to get along with everybody. I want to make sure everybody is cool and having a good time because as somebody who's in the hospitality industry, you that's your job, mm-hmm. right? You want to make I've been a bartender for shit. I've been in this industry for 30 years in March, March, April, whatever. doesn't matter. 
30 years. Um, the majority of that front of the house. Your job is to make sure people are okay and having a good time. And that's how I live my life. Like when we have parties or when we're in an event, y'all having a good time? What can I get for you? Whatever. And see that to be taken advantage of is, is tough. So, But like I said at the beginning of this, um, at the reunion, I spoke my piece. I said what I had to say. The people that needed to hear it, I feel that everybody heard it, felt it, and I feel good about it at the end of the day. So the long answer is that I feel good. I'm okay at this point. The majority of the season sucked, but yeah. <laughs> I spoke my piece and I'm good. And, you know, if they ask us back for season eight, I'm sure we'll be there. Well, we certainly hope that you'll be there because yeah, we sure. enjoyed you both all season. But uh, thank you for coming out. You got anything else? No, no. Good to go. Thanks for coming out. This is great. Yeah. yeah is I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I know I got a little in there. The, it's just so, You I know, mean, that's part of podcasting, though. You just It is. I mean, it's great. just this season was just – it was a lot. Yeah. Like, like I said, I signed up for this to have fun. Um, you have to expect at some point, you know, it's just your turn to be in the mess. Yep. But there are certain things that, that, that just have to be off limits. Like it's like, you just can't make shit up. That's mm -hmm. just going to be detrimental to someone. Like, like I said, I lost probably 30, 40 grand this year in income because of clients who were like, yeah, you know, we Jesus. nothing personal. We just, you know, we don't want to be associated. A lot of the clients I work with are majority women um uh own businesses, like virtual stuff. Like yeah. people just don't want to get involved. They don't well, think about how much you could have put into a rental property with that money. <laughs> Seriously. You could have redone you could have renovated someone else's house. Shit. For fuck's sake. Right. Mia, you want to rent this joint? Put another 60 yeah. G's in my shit. <laughs> now get the Airbnb fuck this bitch for fucking three grand a night. <laughs> we could do this all night, but yeah, uh, Chris, thank you for driving up. Thanks for coming out. Uh, this was awesome. I hope you said everything you wanted to say, and uh, hope you guys enjoyed it at home listening. Uh, I'm sure we'll Watch do this it on again. YouTube. Oh yeah, YouTube. Right. And, YouTube. Uh, hey, hey. hey. And I got <laughs> always nice to check in. Remember that you're there. Yeah, I always yeah, forget. Yeah. I always forget. But uh, remember to give us a follow on Instagram, follow us on Twitter and TikTok, and subscribe on YouTube. I gotta always remember that one. You got it. But um, all the things. Yeah, all, all the things. things. All those things. All those mm, things that people them. talk shit about us on. Follow yep. us on those. Um, <laughs> but uh, Chris, thanks for coming out, bro. Uh, Shoots, you got anything else? Nope. Good to go. Thanks, Chris. All right. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, guys. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Go, birds. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase.
Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.